My woken wisdom and broken brilliance shall illuminate the masses. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 60. My name is Tom Van Zant, and I'm your host, and with me are my magical and my mental co-hosts, filling in for Mr. 110% this week, my lawyer, the official attorney of Not Nation, Mr. Christopher Todd. Well, thanks for having me back, Tom. My post-Avengers Affinity War nerd boner is large and throbbing. Well, don't show it off. <laughs> we don't need to see that. <laughs> Keep that hidden. Well, it's a podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, but you just gave us a terrible mental image. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that a lot today. I'm going to use the time stone and go back in time before you made that awful comment. <laughs> just wipe it from existence. <laughs> Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. money. And we have the man who brings the money. Mr. J. Money. Senior Bo. Chris Todd. I knew you'd come. Yes. Welcome home, money. You're back from Portland, Oregon, USA, Earth, Milky Way. Oh, my God. I never thought I'd return in one piece. <laughs> well, you're going to tell us all about that. But before you do, why don't we just get the social media presence out of the way? All right. Are we going to have the good J money, virtual J money, or the stupid Farmer Mike version? We'll do, in honor of your return, we will use the actual true virtual J, J money. Good, because I hate that other one. I know you do. I hate that kid, too. I will eat him, and I will delete him after depleting him and rendering him obsolete. I know you do. <laughs> Go ahead and cue it up. All right, Virtual J Money, take it away. Thanks, J Money. Well, you can like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com backslash notpodcast1. You could follow us on Instagram at notpodcast1. You could follow us on Twitter at notpodcast1. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube. Check us out on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website, and also check us out on podknife.com, and leave us a five-star review. Back to you. All right. Thanks, Virtual J Money. All right, boys. Well, this is going to be a quick and dirty edit on this episode, so if there's any long pauses or stammering or stuttering or ums and uhs that I didn't remove, I apologize to Not Nation, but we're here tonight giving you our review and reaction to the brand new Marvel Studios movie, Avengers Infinity War. Been waiting 10 years in the making, this movie, and... uh We've all seen it, and we are going to talk about it tonight, and I want to get this episode out quick, so it's going to be a quick and dirty edit, as we say, and I apologize in advance if it sounds like shit. <laughs> but Chris Todd, how are you doing? I am doing well. Now, it's, it's weird, because we haven't recorded in like three weeks, 
So it feels like you haven't been on in a while, but you were actually on the last episode, episode 59. So welcome back. Well, thank you. I, I almost feel like I'm filling in too much for D-Rock. I don't want to. Yeah, we're a little disappointed in D-Rock right now. I, Mr. 110% I, was definitely supposed to be participating in the Infinity War recap. And I guess through circumstances that are beyond his control, he last minute had to bow out. But luckily, Chris was available and he went and saw the movie with D-Rock and I last night. So it's fresh in his mind as well. And he's stepping in to fill those formidable shoes. Thank you, Chris. Oh, you're welcome. Only filling in. Couldn't possibly replace him. Well, you could. Actually, you'd probably show up on a more regular basis. I just got to call out you, Tom, because uh, Chris Todd and Steve McMahon both showed up for D-Rock's WrestleMania party, but you didn't. Well, that's true. I didn't. And I partied with Chris Todd all night long. You guys have fun? It was an excellent party. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I Had I not been in the middle of trying to get my house ready to sell, I would have been there. But there's just far more important things going on in my life right now. It was hard enough just to get out of the house and go see Infinity War. I mean, I have had no free time. Today's my birthday, and I've been working all I took the day off from work and to celebrate my birthday. Oh, no, 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 no. To work on the house and get everything ready because this Sunday is our open house, and we are listing. it's officially listed now. And you can find it on the internet. My house is up for sale. If anyone wants to live at not headquarters in Springfield, Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way, you have the opportunity to purchase it. Are you going to have snacks? Yeah, if you buy my house, I'll give you snacks. Sure. No, a lot of times in the open houses, they have snacks. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's, oh. a, that's up to my realtor. I'm not dealing All with right. that well, shit. Let me know if there's snacks. I'll show up. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, you I know think what? there should be punch and pie. <laughs> Just for you, money, I'll have strawberry margaritas. Ooh, yeah. Which, One by funny the way, money. That's the legendary yes. strawberry margaritas were fantastic. They lived up to the hype. Every bit of it. All yeah. right, thank you, Chris. Nice. I used uh, much higher tequila this time than I did at the Royal Rumble party. Damn, and I missed it. Shit. Yeah. One thing that was funny, Tom, was uh, I think Chris was already there when uh, Steve Meek Mahan walked in. I'm like, hey, Steve. He's like, oh, my God, Jay Money. And I go, yeah, Steve, there's Dr. Bill. There's Farmer Mike. There's DJ Jelly Chad. He's like, everyone's here in the same room. <laughs> you got to meet all of Not Nation's famous characters in one shot. All at the same time. That's pretty good. Were you there at that point, Chris? Uh, Steve was there before me. Oh, he was. Okay, so you came in afterwards. All right. Yeah. But, so, yeah, the whole crew was there. Now, Chris, did, did every. <laughs> So you've heard us talking about these people on the show for months now. Did they months, li- did they years, li- yeah, almost a year and a half. Did they live up to the expectation? Uh, did they visually did they look the way you expected them to look? You know, pretty close. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting bunch, I'll say that much. <laughs> they are an entertaining crew. I mean, he's seen pictures and video, so he he was a little prepared. True. Wasn't like coming in completely dark. Right, right. Awesome. So WrestleMania party was a huge success? Great success. All right. Well, hopefully next year I'll already be moved and settled into my new home and I'll be able to attend. No promises, though. I'm not counting on it. I was amazed that (laughs) Farmer Mike showed up. Yeah. 
He didn't show up for long, though. He came for like an hour. Yeah, I think he left because he was pissed I, I wasn't there. Oh, why? Did he have something planned? Well, no. He, he came up and brought that. He had a oh, Lego that's set right. Me. I think he was bummed out that I wasn't there to receive said Lego set. Yeah, um, and he didn't want to leave it with D-Rock. Nope, I don't blame him because D-Rock will fucking take it like Rich the Borg. The cowboy. Put it on eBay. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't make it, and I was there in spirit. But, Money, tell us all about Portland, Oregon, your your big vacation trip to go visit S-Dog. Tell us about that. Oh, my God, Tom. It was freaking awesome. Uh, I really got to shout out Wizard World. They really, really took care of me. Oh, that's right. You got press passes, right? I got a whole weekend pass through Wizard World. Uh, with the pass, I even got into a couple after parties, which were pretty crazy. We, um, yeah, that was Friday. Like I got there at Wednesday, uh, Thursday, me and S dog went to a little casino out there, did some gambling. Then we went to top golf, which I've talked about that before. It's like that giant arcade bar where you golf and you hit ball, uh, the golf balls out in the like, giant driving range, which has like all these, uh, like targets like a dartboard and like the better you get the ball into the target the higher your score is uh, that's cool that was wicked awesome uh that was thursday then friday we uh headed right down to wizard world portland um it's an awesome con tom i can't i'm already going back next year i've already got press passes next year i talked to the guy i've been frequently emailing uh the head of it like crazy <laughs> i met him in person i shook his hand he gave me a uh you know like a press junket with like a bunch of extra programs and all this kind of stuff. Very cool. Um, you know, I had my press, my press rebit, uh, my press wristband. <laughs> and one uh, awesome thing was uh, on Friday we went out and we went to a retro arcade called Ground Control. Oh, cool! And I put up a ton of pictures of that on our Instagram and our Facebook. And the uh, the entire wall of the Ground Control was the actual like war games set. Like the ground, like the war room for war games. Did you see that, Tom? Yeah, the old Matthew Broderick movie, right? Yeah. So you saw the video I took, right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was freaking awesome. It was actually working. Like the thing would blink, it would change different countries and stuff. Did it actually say, shall we play a game? Uh, it might have, but there's so much noise going on with the games and everyone drinking, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, then after that, we went to a cabaret. Do you know what that is? I think so, yeah. With the burlesque-type girls? Uh, yeah, except the girls were all dressed up as, like, Harley Quinn and Freddy Krueger. What? Pop culture yeah. character? Oh, yeah. It was actually a comic book cabaret. That's pretty it awesome. Was called, it was called the Kit Kat Club. <laughs> no shit. Nice. I'm not kidding you. Uh, I bet the man who brought the money was pretty popular at the Kit Kat Club. Oh, it was pretty awesome. One girl came out as like with the Saw mask on from Saw, and she actually <laughs> was riding the tricycle. Oh, Jesus. I'm not kidding. Oh, That's God. just a little creepy. In what, a bikini or lingerie? or? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, she started off fully clothed, but by the end of the song, there was nothing left. Whoa, hey now. <laughs> Did she have the mask on still? No, she t had taken that off. Okay, because that, that might look disturbing, a naked woman with that mask on. Yeah, yeah. Really actually, unsettling. two of the girls that worked there were at the convention, and they were walking around the con the entire time. Oy. 
so um the video i put up of harley quinn riding the glitter shark did you see this <laughs> yes yes she was actually one of the dancers at the cabaret and that can be found on our facebook page of course absolutely facebook i actually put up an entire album on our facebook page well done so she and the girl that was dressed as freddy krueger was the host at the cabaret club nice so it was pretty crazy and uh I just got to say that this was at the point where S-Dog was shit-faced. <laughs> oh, my God, Tom. Seriously, it was the like, drunkest wait, I've seen Worse him. than he was at the parade on St. Oh, Patrick's Day? the parade Day? was nothing, nothing compared to this. <laughs> this was the worst I've seen him drunk since his high school graduation party. Oh, my God. What was he drinking? Well, he started off at the convention just drinking beer. Now, don't forget, our hotel is right across the street. Literally. That's pretty convenient. Yeah, so we have free reign to do whatever. And when we went out later in the night, we just took Ubers everywhere. So he had started off with beer, and then they had they had the Mike's Harder Lemonade. What's that? It is, uh, it's 9%. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he was like, you know what? I'm going to drink like J-Money tonight. I'm going to do like the J-Money reality drinking tour. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> yes, it was. So he switched to the Mike's Harder Lemonade, which he's not used to. And he was like, these are so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was getting like a cup of ice and pouring them over ice. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And they were like uh, like the 22-ounce cans, too. Oh, man. Poor S-Dog. So he got that. And then when we went to ground control, uh, I was drinking vodka cranberry, so he switched to vodka cranberry, which he does never. He never drinks that. He always drinks beer. So he switched to the vodka cranberry, and then we actually went to another after party show, and he switched back to beer, and then we went to cabaret. He switched back to vodka cranberry, so he was a mess. He was dropping his phone. He was trying to get the Uber, and he kept dropping his phone. He's walking oh, all around looking for the Uber. It was a riot. Oh lord. Did you so capture any, any videos of this? No, I didn't take any videos of it. No, you don't want to get him in trouble with Mrs. S-Dog. Yeah, she knows all about it. <laughs> so uh, he was he was throwing up all night, all night long. I, every hour I kept hearing, bleh, bleh. Oh, poor S-Dog. Oh. oh, give me a break, poor S-Dog. He's anything but poor. <laughs> so Saturday was a wash. We didn't really do anything because he was just dead. But at night, we went to see a sneak preview of a upcoming movie called Bad Samaritan. Really? We got invited at the con. That's and, cool. Uh, this is going to be like yeah, a the real theatrical release. Comes out on May 4th. Huh, who's in it? Theaters nationwide. Um there's really nobody that you ever heard of that's acted in it, I think, but actually the main bad guy in the movie was the 10th Doctor Who. Okay. So the director of the movie, though, his name is Dean Devlin. He actually um, co-wrote and produced the original Stargate movie. Yeah, he did. I am very familiar with Dean Devlin's work. Are you serious? Yes. You know what else he co-produced, right? Tell everyone. The, fir- the first Independence Day. He did indeed. Yeah. And he actually, if you've been looking at our Twitter, he's been retweeting and uh, liking my tweets, or our tweets. That's amazing. Yeah, and... So you had a screening of the movie, and after the movie, Dean Devlin and the star of the movie did a Q&A live. Oh, that's cool. It was freaking awesome. And uh, like half of the people that were in the theater actually all worked on the movie. 
they were extras. They did uh, costumes. They did catering because the entire movie was shot in Portland. That's well, very it's a good cool. thing you liked it. Yeah, really. Oh, I loved the movie. It was awesome. I'm I'm giving it like uh, four and a half stars. What was the premise of it? What was it about? It was a uh, it was a thriller. Kind of went into horror territory. Basically, you had these two like twenty something loser dudes, and they were valet parkers at a uh, like super ritzy downtown Portland restaurant. Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is when these people would go to the restaurant and they would take their car to valet park it. They would go in the glove box and get the registration, and they'd go and rob their house. Ah. And so one of the kids would be going to rob the house. The other kid would still be at the valet parking station, and he would be looking into the restaurant, and he would be like, like he would call the kid, other kid that's breaking into the house, and be like, dude, they're, they're still on their salad course. You got plenty of time, you know? <laughs> wow. So just happens one day a guy in a uh, – I think it's a Maserati showed up and they ended up robbing his house. And this guy, you know, super rich, but he was like way high tech and they just decided to rob the wrong house. Oh boy. And I can't say anything else because it would spoil the movie. And it just, all I can say is everything went downhill from there. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. And I highly recommend this movie. If it's, it might only be in a theater theater for like a few weeks but if once it comes out on uh, blu-ray and Redbox and on demand i cannot give it my highest recommendations it's super violent it's really scary in parts and i fucking loved it what was it called again bad samaritan bad samaritan okay mm-hmm. you can follow him on twitter at bad sam movie nice everyone check that out yeah so it was awesome and then uh sunday i made an awesome cosplayer uh at oh my sophie that's O H M I S O P H I I. She was really awesome. She did awesome cosplay. She uh, did a couple of prints for me. I got them signed. Nice. And then uh, Sunday night, me and S Dog took his kids to see Rampage. Oh my god! What oh. a pile of shit. You knew that was gonna be. I knew. I I gave it a half a star. I couldn't even <laughs> give it a whole star. It was so bad. Even having the rock in it didn't give it a full star. That's what gave it a half a star. <laughs> like, at least San Andreas had hot chicks in it. Remember how hot his daughter was? Oh, uh, God, Andrea Daddario or whatever her yeah. name is. Oh, yeah, 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 the girl from, that was in, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that HBO show. Mm. Um, this didn't even have, like, any hot chicks in it. It was just horrible. I hated it. I hated it. All right. And then uh, Monday, we went toy hunting. I got all the new... Solo figures, uh, vintage collection. I bought so much stuff I couldn't bring it home. I had to ship it home to myself. <laughs> Sounds like a good trip. Sounds like a fun time. I spent like three hundred bucks. Awesome. And I'll say one thing, Jay Money, from your Facebook, it looks like you ate pretty well while you while you were there. Oh my god, dude! The food out there, seriously, it's like ten years ahead of of what we eat out here. Cool. I mean, everywhere you go, there's Thai food, there's pho. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah, I, I just ate and drank my way across Portland. Very good. You, you know, there's two Vietnamese places right at the X in Springfield across the street from each other. Is there? They're actually both pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, Pho Saigon, I think one of them's called, and I can't remember the other one. All right. <laughs> well... Is that uh, pretty much recap your vacation there, Money? Yeah, that was pretty much it. You know, I had a good time. 
Awesome. I went video for Chris Todd because he's never seen my apartment. <laughs> well, that's great for Not Nation to hear because, remember, I'm doing a quick and dirty edit. That's probably not going to get edited out. <laughs> so, Not Nation, we apologize for that interruption. Sorry. All right. Hey, it looks good. Well, it's been uh, about three weeks since we last recorded, and that's because, as I said, I've been busy trying to get the house ready. I spent my entire vacation doing that basically sun up to sundown working on this house and getting everything tip top and ship shape and it's funny you know after 12 years the amount of shit that you collect and amass that you don't even realize you had or have or need or want so i got a big ass dumpster uh to go along with the pod because i got that pod the uh storage pod in my driveway but i got a big fucking dumpster and I emptied my entire attic out, and it took an entire day to get everything out and sort through it all. But I finally did, and something amazing happened while I was sorting through all that stuff, Jay Money. Uh, you found two pterodromes? I Not only did I find my two old pterodromes. Jumanji? No. I found a receipt, a recipient. Oh. Yeah. I found a little recipient. For a Watto statue. <laughs> and it had the name of the motherfucker who ripped me off on the receipt. And I totally forgot the name of this person. But now I know it. I know who owns Tom's Watto statue. I know who's keeping it from me. Well, they probably don't own it anymore. They probably sold it to some other sucker. Thanks. How long ago was that? Oh, boy. That was right after Phantom Menace came out, so it was quite a while ago. Oh, 99? Limitations on that one. Yeah, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but her My na- powers are useless. But I can still call her out publicly, and I'm going to. Her name, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you, it is a woman. If you would like to... Hunt her down because I think Jay Money might have, <laughs> might have actually oh, I found her. he found her on Facebook. If it's the same woman, but she lives in Florida, obviously, unless she's moved since then. But she was originally in Florida and Tampa area, and her name is Sharon. Ready for this? Conkleman. <laughs> Sharon Conkleman, you're a fucking thieving bitch. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at me. Uh, if you want to sue me for saying that, please try. I dare you to try to sue me after you rip me off for eight hundred dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, exactly. I think I think I would love for her to come after me so that I could counter sue her. Oh, fucking bitch! What? She, she ripped you off. It's not like she has any. You called her a thief. She, she stole is, money from you. Yeah, she is that a thief. That definition is a thief. Yeah, she's a thief. She's a fucking whore and a thief. <laughs> did you report her to eBay? I did. did and, eBay jail? And eBay didn't do shit about it. This was back when eBay was just becoming a thing. It wasn't really... They didn't have all the you know buyer protection in place that they have now. Yeah, so, I mean, your receipt was like a... What? A... <sighs> Like a money pr- order from CVS. Yeah, printed money order. Yeah. Copy bullshit. Like nobody even knows what a money order is these days. Nope. So, yeah, I got ripped off. But I now have the woman's name, Watto's owner's name, 
Sharon Kunkelman, you fucking <laughs> bitch whore. It just sounds like someone who's going to rip you off. Yeah, she's an asshat. I should have known. I should have known better. <laughs> fucking white trash whore. Fuck oh you. My God. Fuck you, Sharon Kunkelman, you bitch ass. Fuck cunt. Should I try to add her as a friend on Facebook? No. <laughs> F- yes. No. No. <laughs> no, we're not going to harass her at this point. She probably doesn't even remember it, you know? It's probably living it up with your money, though. You know what? Whoever is trolling as Tom's Watto statue on Twitter, by all means, find out more about this woman and see if you can track her down. I would love for that guy to harass her. That would be hilarious. I don't think she has a Twitter account, though. You'd have to probably. Oh, I, I already checked. Yeah, you'd probably. Watto statue would probably have to create a Facebook account and harass her through Facebook. But that would be fucking epic if he did. I would really enjoy that. I checked uh, pretty thoroughly for you, Tom. I appreciate it. Got it. Yeah, there's not much you can do about it other than call her out by name, Sharon Kunkelman, you cocksucking bitch. You fucking thieving crack whore. You stupid cunk, old man. You stupid cunk. (laughs) All right, that's it. End rant. Yeah, so that brought up some great feelings when when I unearthed that and found that in my attic. I didn't find Tom's Watto statue in my attic, though. At least you found the pterodromes. I did. Yeah, and they're in those pretty... could probably make up the money. They're that in you're pr- missing. They're in pretty good shape, actually. They're just missing a few pieces. I can clean them up and probably throw them on eBay. My wife would be happy if I did that. Well, you have two, so I would sell one. Yeah, yeah, probably. But also, I want to give a shout out to Kelly Goddard and her husband, Ross. I didn't uh, thank them publicly and uh, on behalf of Not Nation for giving me some wigs. Kelly gave me some wigs because I did an 80s night at the end of March and I got this beautiful rock star David Coverdale looking wig and I got all dressed up for 80s night and thank you Kelly Goddard and Ross for donating those wigs for the cause. They were great. So if anyone needs wigs... Unfortunately, uh, we had taken a video of them, but I had to since delete the video. Yeah, because of bullshit. Yeah, that's all from, we'll say. From the store that will not be named. Never. <laughs> yeah, we will never name that store again. They will never get free publicity from Not Nation again. No. So. So. So, yeah. Now I'm going to promote Small A. That's a great store. <laughs> I'm a big fan of small A. Not that other one, though. Fuck, well, fuck those guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's it. That's it. Uh, what else? Anything else we need to bring up before we get into our main event? I, I mean, I, I saw uh, I saw blockers. Yeah. Which, with John Cena. Yeah. Maybe oh, what happened okay. between him and Nikki Bella? It's all it's over. What, what, what? Do you know why? What happened? Uh, just John Cena was pulling shady stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, and they were they were married. Yeah, I mean, they were engaged. I was going to say, they weren't married yet, but they were pretty close. Yeah, I mean, last year at WrestleMania, he asked her to marry him uh, right in the middle of the ring. Right, and I think the wedding was coming up soon. Yeah, and it's all going to play out on Total Bellas this the new season. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is this Is this for real, or is this... 
a reason to get people to watch the show. I don't know, Tom. I don't know. Because they both come from a wrestling background. Mm-hmm. And so we this could all be a shoot mm-hmm. or a work. Or it could all, yeah, like you said, it could be a work. I, I think it's a shoot because I honestly never thought John Cena would get married anyways. Mm-hmm. He's probably got caught fooling around with one of the new like NXT girls or something. <laughs> one of the new divas. Oh, they don't call them divas anymore. Yeah, one of the new uh, female wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Because you know Nikki Bella was getting up there a little bit in age. <laughs> She's getting a little long in the tooth, as you would say. Poor Nikki Bella. Oh come on, give me a break. I'm still a fan. She's anything but poor, just like S. Doug. All right. Well, so was Blockers any good? Yeah, it was really funny. I gave it three stars for a comedy. John Cena was actually the pre- the best part. He was really good. Good, cool. And I love Leslie Mann, as I'm sure you do too. I do. I'm a fan. Yeah, she's. I'm a big fan of her. So him, well, he was really funny. Uh, his forte is definitely comedy, better than action. I would agree. Yeah, he's really funny. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, he's worth got a two dollar. It's like Rock. Rock needs to stick with comedies too. Yeah, um, definitely worth your two dollar uh, red box rental when it comes out in Blu-ray. I will check that out. I still got to watch I, Tanya. I haven't had any time to do anything. I'm so Have far- you seen that, Chris Todd, I, Tanya? <laughs> I haven't, but I heard good things about it. I'm so far behind on everything, dude. I'm like three weeks behind on all my podcasts. I just haven't had... I know it sounds funny because you're thinking, well, geez, while you're working on the house, why don't you listen to podcasts? Because honestly, I get distracted by anything that... When I get into a project... I just have to focus on that project. I cannot multitask. I am not capable of doing that. I will get off course. Have you watched uh, Westworld yet? What? The new season started? Yeah, started last <laughs> Sunday. Jesus Christ. This is how out of the loop I am, dude. I had no idea. No, I have not seen it yet. OMG. Is it good? Oh, well, yeah. I've... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. It's good, but... Get... There's no multitasking watching Westworld. No, no. <laughs> no, I got to pay There's attention. only uh, multi-timelines. Yeah. All right. So Can, uh, can I throw, it, throw in one news update? Just you, because I've been watching it on on uh, closed caption while we've been talking here. Please do. That the, the Mexican Smallville sex cult, <laughs> that Allison Mack did get arrested. Yeah, she did. And, and how did, did that happen, and, Chris? I, I don't know. I think they sent Chihuahua Voltron in to get her. But they, um, no, they arrested her and she is being confined to her parents' home on house arrest during oh the pendency God. of the case. And they does, put her in jail. Doesn't it have something she's to do her... with Emma Watson. Oh, yeah. She tried to recruit Emma Watson. <laughs> they showed all the, all the, the tweets oh between the two of them. God. And it was so funny because you could see Allison Mack was trying to recruit her. And Emma Watson was very politely trying to tell her to go the fuck away. Right. And Emma so, Watson's a wicked feminist. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but why would you ever think a feminist would be interested in being in a sex cult <laughs> serving some man? That's not what a feminist is about <laughs> at all. Holy shit. That just backfired in her face. That's pretty fucking funny. I think didn't wasn't there something that I think they're already in negoti- negotiating to make a TV show about it? Well, why yeah, not? Yeah, there was. They should be. I, and I just hope it's not on Lifetime because then I can't watch it. <laughs> I was gonna say it's gonna be on the Lifetime Movie Channel. Hopefully, it's on Netflix. That'd be marvelous. Oh God! 
I'm just picturing the sex scenes on Netflix. Oh, That'll God. be great. Jesus Christ. Hey, Allison Mack's an actress. She could play herself. She's going to need to pay legal fees. I was going to say she's going to need the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's so funny, Chris, because you just, that was breaking news here on the podcast last episode. And yeah. Now, and now, and now the story is developing. It's, and other people, and other other people are covering it. But we were there first, God damn it, weren't we? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like we were there first for Matt Hardy. Exactly. All right, boys. Oh, by the way, uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt won the uh, tag team championships this past week. Bray Wyatt's back. Bray Wyatt is now woken with Matt Hardy, just like I called. Yeah, when he got thrown into the lake of reincarnation. Yep. So he's now woken, and him and Matt Hardy formed a tag team, and that the. Uh, the big pay-per-view they had in Saudi Arabia called the Greatest Royal Rumble. They uh, won the tag team championships. Awesome. Yeah, so I was pretty psyched about that. So is Bray Wyatt like doing the Woken character shit? He he really has isn't much different, but he's just you know he's Woken now, I guess. Is he, he doesn't wearing, look he doesn't look any different. I was gonna say, does he like <laughs> did he do anything funky with his hair? Or is he wearing no. eyeshadow like Brother Nero? No, but he he's always been kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's kind of funny because um, I don't know if you knew before, but like Bray Wyatt's Bray Wyatt called himself the Eater of Worlds. Yeah. So now the tag team is called the Deleter of Worlds. There you go. That makes sense. Perfect. <laughs> so. it's, it's like a natural progression. Well done. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Cool. All right, boys. Well, I'm sure everyone's waiting and wondering when we're going to get to it. So why don't we? I'm going to warn everyone right off the bat. We're going to give our initial impressions of the movie, and then we're going full spoiler. So if 100%. you 100. Yeah. So if you have 110 percent. 110 percent. Unlike D Rock. So if you have not seen Avengers: Infinity War yet, you may want to pause and return after you watch that movie but first let's go around the room here we'll start with our guest mr christopher todd christopher todd on a yes on a scale of one to five what do you want to give marvel's fractions allowed (laughs) sure if you need them marvel's avengers infinity war 4.75 okay almost almost perfect okay but not a little things i'm sure we'll talk about okay my God, it was it was a masterpiece. All right. Beautiful. Okay. How about you, Money Money? I'm exactly with Chris Todd. I was going to give it four and three quarters stars. Awesome. Yeah, there was a few little things I didn't like, and a few characters missing. Yeah, I, 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 I it lost points with me for characters that should have been there that weren't. So I will also agree. I was going to say four point five, but I'll give it. I'll go a little higher. I'll say point four point seven five. I think all three of us agree. Four point seven five for out of five uh, for Avengers: Infinity War. Pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. So we all loved it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, now, can, I, can I ask one question, Tom, before you get into it? And sure. maybe we can save this one for later. But this is something I've been thinking about since last night. Go ahead. I think in the past what ten, twelve years, we can. Pr- probably come close to agreeing that the dark knight is the best comic book movie that's come out uh well arguably arguably it's the best see i don't consider it a comic book movie i just consider it more of an action movie yeah really you agree with me tom 
I do. It doesn't feel very comic booky that movie. No. Um, it feels like a crime drama. I mean, the Joker character is a little over the top, but I don't know. Batman, the Batman, the way Chris Nolan interpreted Batman, it never felt superhero-y and comic booky. It always felt like a crime action drama with some comic book elements. So... I would say it's an amazing movie, and it's definitely top five in comic book movies, but I always thought Avengers was my number one comic book movie, the very first Avengers. Okay, well, I was just going to say, by comparison, is this better than Dark Knight? If you're saying as a comic book movie, then yeah, because I, as an overall movie and how it was executed, it's probably... They're probably close. I I don't... Hmm. I almost feel like it's comparing apples and oranges. I hate to use that cliche, but... Okay, well, fair enough. To, for me, it is anyway. Yeah, for me, I just... I'm such more of a fan of Marvel that I just... I've never really cared that much about Batman. I, I mean, I like The Dark Knight, but I just... And D, to me, DC is just so blah. No, see, I love Batman, and I... I don't love the new DC movies and how dark and dismal they are, but I do love DC characters. That's not my reasoning. My reasoning is I just fe- I feel like it's a different kind of movie. Like you compare that movie to let's say 1990s Batman, the Tim Burton, the original Batman. And now that was a comic book movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Yep. What Nolan did with the character was n- was a totally different kind of take. And so it's a different feel for me. But it's a great movie, and it's a masterpiece in its own right. It's just a different type of masterpiece in my mind. I mean, okay. it's the best of those three by far. Yo, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can edit that part out then. No, Anyways. no. I'm not editing. This is raw, buddy. I told you at the beginning of this thing, everything, <laughs> everything you say is probably staying in, so be, <laughs> be cautious. So Very well. All right, so we all loved Infinity War. Loved it. Okay. Now, we're going full spoiler. You have been warned, Not Nation. Gentlemen, tell me, what did you love the most about Infinity War? I'm going to go with Jay Money. Iron Spider. Hell yeah. That was so awesome. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of that costume anyway. Yeah, it's cool. I, I wish they would have used the original comic costume, but this was about as good as it could get. Yeah, I think it was cool because it kind of it took elements of that original comic costume, but it made it still with like the Spider-Man coloring. The, mm-hmm. the, the you know, So it didn't look as much like Iron Man suit. The problem with the Iron Spider in the comics is the coloring matches Iron Man exactly. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have translated well to a movie because mm. it was just two, like just one, like just two colors. You know what I mean? Yeah, you wanted and you want the characters to look different. If they had made him yeah, look was, like was, Iron Man, no, I completely understand. You almost would have gotten confused during the fight scenes. Like, okay, was that Iron Man or was that Spider Man? Because they look right. No, I understand yeah. why they did it for the movie. That costume probably wouldn't have worked in live action. But man, it was awesome. Oh my god, was it awesome! Yeah. And I love just the interaction between all the different characters: Star Lord, Tony Stark. It was just awesome. I loved Stark and Strange's rea- uh, action uh, conversations with each other, and the the way they 
really didn't they had contempt for each other and didn't really care for each other i'm like because they're both gigantic egos and i always said to i said to d-rock actually i said boy when they finally meet it's going to be a clash of two egos it's going to be really interesting and i wasn't disappointed it's exactly what happened i was really surprised how big of a part dr strange played Mm -hmm. considering he's only really had one movie yeah yeah well it one thing about this movie is you kind of forget that how many of these characters have never met each other before. Right. They interacted I mean, seamlessly, Str- yeah. Yeah, Doctor Strange, the only other character he's ever interacted with is Thor. Right. Briefly. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man's the same way. The only one he's ever interacted with is Iron Man. That's right. Well, and and the and in I I forget about Civil War, but he wasn't really with everybody else in that. He seemed to be that he showed up for his part. And then if you believe in homecoming, he just sort of left. So he never really had a chance to, to really meet the other, the other heroes. And they all kind of went their own way afterwards. Right. So a lot of these guys have never spoken to each other before this movie. Yeah. This is the first Only time kind of the big ones have. Yeah. Chris, what so was your, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so that's so, and I'm going to, I'll anticipate my, I guess my two favorite parts are how well they balanced all the different storylines without letting it lag in any part that the pacing was right on right on point through mm-hmm. the whole movie. I agree. And, and because you had about five different stories at one point to keep going and it would have been a very easy to let one go a long time without getting back to it. I mean, there was a point where I was kind of like, hey, wait a second, what's Thor up to? And then, boom, there he is. Yep. Like, okay, now we're back to that. So that, and I thought the way it was structured as a story was great. But this is the part I can't believe I'm going to say. Thanos. Best bad guy I've ever seen on film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many layers to him? Not just a one-dimensional, I'm going to destroy the universe bad guy. I mean, you almost felt sorry for him at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Or could at least get where he was coming from, and I and it's a little uncomfortable to to feel that way about the bad guy. No, I see. I told you at the beginning of the movie, I'm Teen Thanos, man. What topper did I get for my special cup? Yes, yes, yes. You had the Thanos cup. Yes, I did. I love Thanos. Although on the cup, he looks like he's taking a dump. Let's look, be honest. Here. He does look like Grimace on the cup, which is funny because they called him Grimace in the movie, but uh, Star Lord called him Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big Thanos fan and I thought Josh Brolin and the character of Thanos was written impeccably and it was you couldn't have had it any better. It was perfect. They did a great job. He was by far my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> the bad guy. I loved it. And I echo what you guys both said. I'm a big fan of the new Spider-Man costume and I am a super huge fan of the way they interwoven all the different story threads into this great tapestry of epicness that we have been waiting for and longing for. And the greatest thing I can say about this movie, folks, is it did not disappoint at all. If anything, it far exceeded my expectations for it. And I think you guys would agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, what I mean, forgetting the the side characters a little bit, the main heroes. You're talking about twenty or so 
main main heroes to deal with, and they managed to give all of them enough screen time to get their story across. I don't think anybody really got shortchanged. I do. As far as story goes, I do. I think we could have had more Black Panther. I know they waited okay. till the end of the movie for Wakanda to do the Wakanda scene, but I feel like T'Challa got shortchanged in all of those scenes. There was not a lot of Black Panther. To be fair, though, Tom, when they were filming this, Black Panther wasn't the number three movie of all time yet. Right. Yeah. You're, so you're going to see a lot of Black Panther in the next Avengers, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I. I wasn't disappointed in the the lack of Black Panther. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Plus, Black Panther, we saw it like a, a week ago, <laughs> right? So right. it's kind of he's kind of fresh, in, fresh in your mind. mind. Yeah, I get it. I, I'm just a fan of the character. I want. I would have liked to have seen him more. So. But we, you saw his his uh, country more though. I mean, half the movie took place in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Well, a third of the which movie. they pretty much destroyed. Yeah, a third of the movie <laughs> took place. Yeah, it was good. It was well done. They, it was cool the way they took the guardians of the galaxy trope of telling you where every location was that was fun that was awesome and and then the when the guardians showed up they took the soundtrack from the guardians movies that old 70s and 80s music and they had that plan and gave you that feel it was almost like each character and group melded together into one big movie it was funny it was like they took the best uh, aspects of what James Gunn did with the Guardians and fit it in perfectly. And, like, Drax was amazing. He was funny as ever. See, All- I he- thought it felt way more like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie than anything else. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I felt. Yeah, because so much of it was in space. Right. It was very cosmic. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I felt from it was it was seemed way more like in the Guardians uh, universe, which I know it's the same universe. Well, the space scenes, I agree with you on that, Money, that, yeah, it was, it did have a, a very Guardians feel, but the the scenes with, you know, like on Titan with um, with Tony and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, all, that seemed pretty heavy and not as light as a Guardians movie typically is. Oh, mm. this this movie right out the gate was pretty heavy. I turned to Derek in the first five minutes and I said, well, this is dark. I mean, as soon as... Here come the spoilers, folks. So it opens up pretty much where Thor Ragnarok ended with Thanos uh, showing up and looking for the Tesseract, which, of course, we all know Loki took from Asgard before Ragnarok happened and it was destroyed. So Loki has the Tesseract, which is, of course, the Power Stone? Or no, which stone is the Tesseract? The Space Stone. So Thanos, uh, his minions, the Black Order which consists of, let's see if I can remember all their names. The female one is Proxima Midnight. Then Mm -hmm. you have have Corvus Glaive, who is like the hobgoblin-looking guy with the pointy ears. You have Ebony Maw, who was the cool guy who could levitate shit and move shit. And and he was very verbose and enjoyed listening to himself speak. He was great. God, I hated him. But he was great. Uh, you want to hate. You want to hate your villains, and you definitely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and then the big guy. Uh, shit, I'm drawing a blank. Obsidian. Something. Anyway, the four of them. They're oh, black dwarf. Yeah, they're the they're the four of the black order. They're Thanos's new children, if you will. 
Well, they have basically decimated all of the Asgardians, and you see Thor and Loki are the only ones alive, and uh, Heimdall. Heimdall's there wounded on the ground, but he's still alive as well. So, hang on one second. So, all hell is breaking loose, and Thor is captured. And Loki seems to be making a play and leading you to believe that he's going to team up with Team Thanos. And he offers him the Tesseract, and then he offers him his undying allegiance. And, of course, he's got a dagger hidden under his cape behind his back, and he tries to thrust it into Thanos' throat, but Thanos anticipates that move stops him, and then he breaks Loki's neck or chokes him to death. I, either way, he kills Loki. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that was fucking dark. So uh, Bruce Banner, Hulk, is wounded. Uh, he got his ass kicked. He's laying on the floor, and Heimdall has uh, the uh, Bifrost, you know, where he can transport things. So he uses the Bifrost to transport Hulk to Earth to warn everyone that Thanos is coming for the Infinity Stones. And, of course, that was the last thing Heimdall ever did because uh, they kill him. So, yeah, at that point, we've lost Loki and Heimdall in the first five minutes of the movie. And I turned to Derek and said, well, this is going to be dark. This is not going to be your typical happy, fun Marvel movie. And I no, was, it definitely and, earned its PG-13 rating. It sure did. In the first five, ten minutes, it did, yeah. It was very bleak. So, And those are probably deaths that are going to stick, too. I would agree with you. Yeah, I think those two are... I, I think anybody who died before the the final... The culling? Act, the culling of the... Before, before the snap. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. finger snap. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Which sucks, because Gamora... No, I think Gamora will be back. Really? Well, well so. Zoe Saldana already let it slip that she's re- she's filming Avengers Four. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember, oh. she said she was going back. Oh, to that's film, right. She said to film Gauntlet. She let it slip that it it might be called Gauntlet. They already announced the name anyway. They did. Yeah, it was Avengers Endgame. Okay. Remember they mentioned that in the movie. Okay. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, she'll be back. She's not dead. Oh, good. But, yeah, I mean, shit, the way they left things, the only Guardians still alive are Nebula and Rocket. Everyone else died. Drax, Groot, uh, Mantis, Star-Lord, they're all dead. My theater, uh, there was, like, you could could hear people, like, totally crying when Groot started to die. Yeah, dude, you could hear it. Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, you could hear a pin drop in our theater. Oh, yeah, when Rocket lost Groot again? When You're ev- just like, dude, come on, why don't you do this to him? When everybody was like disappearing and vaporizing, like it was deadly, deadly quiet in our theater. It was uh, really, no, I could hear people weeping it in was, my theater. It was fucking unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would definitely say Groot was the one that people were most sad about. I was trying to remember, did Mantis disappear too? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because I, I, that was actually one of my little tiny 
things with the movie. I couldn't. I can't. I'm telling you, I'm trying to remember who all died. And I can. I, was, I remember everybody who died. I Basically, the original five and Rocket survived. Yeah. Right. And Tony Tony Stark's the only one who lived on that planet. Doctor Strange died. Spider Man died. All those Guardians died. Tony yeah, was. How the hell is Tony going to get off Titan? Well, that's what we'll find out in the next movie, I guess. But he's the only one left. So <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and then uh, Bucky, Winter Soldier died. Falcon died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scar- no, actually, War Machine lived. War Machine, War Machine did. Lived. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. No Scarlet Witch died. Vision, 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 of course, died because Thanos ripped the Mind Stone right out of his skull. And for for uh, Vision being an artificial life form, that almost seemed unnecessarily gory. How he ripped it out of his head. Yep. Yep. He like dug his fingers into his forehead and just plucked it. <laughs> well, that's probably why they did it. Because if he was a human and they did it, it would have seemed too gory. It would have got a rated R. Yeah, so since he was a uh, android, it made sense to me. But they still but yeah, I mean, they humanized him. You know? the stone. Yeah, yep. they, they humanized him, so it was like losing a human when he. And and can I say that's one of the things that I really liked about this movie is I thought that the storyline between Vision and Scarlet Witch, which I know is lifted straight from the comics, mm-hmm. but those two did a really good job of that. They As did. opposed to the Hulk, Scarlet Witch, or Black Age of Widow. Ultron love story. You mean the Black which Widow? Which I'm glad they just left alone. Well, they kind of hinted at it when Bruce Banner showed up. And, yeah. And, then, and she's and then like, hey, Bruce. About it. <laughs> and then Sam goes, awkward. <laughs> which and is that's what, how they left it. Which, which, which is good because that's pretty much how we all felt after they tried to make that romance happen. Awkward. Yeah. Exactly, but I thought the Scarlet Witch and Vision—you really believed that 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 was a that they were a thing, and that they actually loved each other. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that was and the anguish that you could see on her, knowing what she finally realized she had to kill him. Yeah. Although is that he, was is he going to come back as the uh, all white Vision in the next one? That would be cool. I know that'd be awesome. But it's kind of weird. I mean. The whole time I'm sitting there saying to myself, because Thanos used the time, obviously used the time stone to undo her destroying the mind stone. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, he's got the time stone. He could just use that to bring Gamora back. He had to he had to sacrifice Gamora to the Red Skull of all people. That was a cool cameo, too, by the way. That Red that Skull cool. that Red Skull was the keeper of the soul stone. Uh, now, if yeah. he turned time back, though, would he not have the soul stone? I don't know how it would work. I, I don't think he would because he had to sacrifice her. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. He, had, the soul stone, wouldn't give itself up unless he it was made a, a sacrifice. Yeah, soul for right. a soul. So, yeah. So if he turned back time with the time stone to have Gamora still be alive, he wouldn't have the soul stone. Although, technically, I mean, if we're being really nerdy here, and we are because we're not another nerdy podcast, he has the reality stone, so he could warp reality to make it that he could obtain the soul stone without sacrificing a soul soul stone don't play like that (laughs) maybe the infinity stones can't be affected by the other infinity stones maybe they're exempt from the bending of reality that's the only thing i can think but remember red red skull said that the soul stone was different from the other from the other infinity stones Mm -hmm. 
So it had some, I think it had special properties. Yep. Yep. I don't know, man, but I really hope Adam Warlock shows up in the next movie. I know. I think that's getting saved for Guardians 3. (sighs) What a waste, man. What a waste. Uh, It's going to be Captain Marvel that shows up. Well, obviously. obviously, That was the stinger at the end when Nick Fury and Maria Hill both both evaporated. (laughs) That was pretty surprising. And how great was that when Nick Fury's evaporating mother? Yeah, he's about to say motherfucker, and he disappears. And he had like a '90s beeper. He was like yeah. paging her. So they scroll down on the ground, and you see the pager, the little mechanism, and it's blinking, 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 and then all of a sudden, the little Cree star pops up, the Captain Marvel insignia. So obviously, as Chris and I predicted, Captain Marvel. She she didn't appear, but they hinted that she's coming at the end of the movie. Can And another thing that I really liked about this movie, which is actually what I like about the whole, the whole MCU, mm-hmm. is this movie you really see the character arcs of, I think, Tony Stark and Thor the best. Yeah. I think Thor was kind of... He's your one-dimensional hero guy from the first Thor. He's got the hammer. He's and blonde eyebrows, <laughs> and, and he, you know he wasn't. You know he was just he was just what you'd expect. But over time, you really he. I think he really came into his own between Ragnarok and this movie. Yeah, you could really see him mature and develop as a character. By the way, and just this, to... go ahead. And and Tony, you you see coming from you know, this cocky young gun designer who's just kind of a drunk makes a lot of, you know, full of himself because he's a genius actually caring about the universe oh, and, and knowing how and, big his role. And is specifically Peter, when Peter died in his arms, man, you could see the pain oh. in, in, on his face. It was like a father losing a son. It was fucking awful. I felt so bad for him. That was terrible. <laughs> But real quick, how cool, what a, what a cool throwback and nod to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was it when Rocket pulled out that eyeball and gave it to Thor to replace his missing eye? That was awesome. That was so perfect. I totally forgot Rocket had that damn thing. Remember when Groot, was it Groot yeah. that brought it to him when they were, in, when him and Yondu were sitting in the, oh my God. Or was it an ear? No, it was a finger. What am I, where did he get the eyeball? I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Groot, did Groot bring him a finger or an eyeball? There was some guy that only had one eye, and then they had showed him with no eyes because he couldn't see at all, and uh, Rocket had the eye. Oh, okay. So he did take I think he took eye. it while he was sleeping. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, because that was a nod to the joke from the first movie where he said he needed the guy's leg to break out of the prison. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And he didn't really need it. No, he just wanted to take it. And then he said the same thing about Winter Soldier. He said, I'm going to get that arm. He goes, how much for the arm? (laughs) How much? The gun's not for sale. I meant the arm. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But I thought that was a... uh, I love how Groot was playing Defender the whole movie. Yeah. But that was a cool nod to Guardians, having that eye show up and then giving it to Thor. Because you're wondering how Thor is going to get his eye back, and that was perfect. That was wicked cool. Yeah, it all made sense. It all pieced together perfectly. The Russo brothers really, truly outdid themselves. But now we all know not every movie is perfect. So I'm going to ask you guys, what did you? What was it you didn't like about Infinity War? You must have had some problems with the movie. Chris, 
okay, well, I told you this last night afterwards, and one of one of my problems, I'm over. I I didn't, and I'll tell you, money. My thing was, I thought when Thanos snapped snapped half of life out of existence, I'm like, shouldn't that have included like trees and grass and shit? But <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm past that. I don't care. It's, it's sentient, I, I, sentient I'm, life. Just sentient. sentient being. Yeah. I I only had maybe three tiny knocks to the movie and these aren't even big criticisms but first the whole halt being too chicken to come out storyline yeah I, I wasn't thrilled with that no i mean it, it just seemed like if anybody's gonna want revenge for getting his ass kicked it's the hulk yep he's not gonna go sulk um and i didn't mean <laughs> to rhyme there he's the sulk the incredible salt. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's the incredible salt through the entire movie. <laughs> I didn't like that either, but I think it's leading to something in the uh, next one. I agree, and yeah, it well, also well, it was Banner... it was cool for Banner to actually have to fight as Banner for once. Plus, it shows he has a little more control over him, and that they're more of a partnership. Mm-hmm. Sort of. And um, I still, I still think the Wakanda. The fight scene was a little too reminiscent of the Phantom Menace, but <laughs> with the battle droids that. attacking Naboo. Yeah, we got the shield. We got the army behind the shield. We got the the droids coming through. Okay, they weren't droids, but you get the point. You know, you've got the landing ships with the armies on it. Mm-hmm. It was just much better in this movie. I'll just say that. That that's not even a big credit. My, you know what my biggest criticism of this movie is, and I hate that I'm going to say this. Oh boy, Peter Dinklage. Really, I love that they use this. I mean, that's correct to North mythology. That that's the that's the troll who forged Mjolnir and and um, Stormbreaker. Yeah, Stormbreaker and Odin's spear, and that that part is right. But it just felt like it was Peter Dinklage playing the role. Like I was, I, yes, it's Peter Dinklage. I get it. He's a great actor. He's in everything. We love him. He, he's fantastic on Game of Thrones. But it's it's almost like a, it almost felt like a borderline Saturday Night Live skit with him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the character. It was the a- actor. It was the actor in a bad wig. Yeah, and and <laughs> and oversized. And, and uh, dwarves apparently are large in the Asgardian universe. And. And if you think about all of the MCU movies, they have some fantastic actors. I mean, how many Oscar-winning actors have been in these movies? Right. And 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 but you always—they're always the character. You don't re—you don't look at them and say, like, you didn't look at, at Odin and say, "Ah, oh, it's Anthony Hopkins." Right. No, you, that was you bought him as Odin. Yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. This, this was. I just kept looking at him saying, eh, it's Peter Dinklage playing kind of the same role Peter Dinklage has played in a lot of movies. The same role he played in the, which one of the, um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movies? I think he was in, what, Prince Caspian, maybe? I don't know, I he didn't see a, that. Yeah, he was, it was pretty much the same role, kind of the same role he plays in Game of Thrones, early on at least. It, it just... It felt like they got him because for the sake of getting Peter Dinklage. See, I thought it was a waste because he totally should have played Pip the Troll. And I'm sorry. 
If that's, you know... Well, you can play two characters in the Marvel Universe. If, if that sounds that. insensitive because the guy's a dwarf in real life, I apologize, but he would have been perfect as Pip the Troll. And Pip the Troll is a character that will, would and should be in the Marvel MCU cosmic universe. So that was a perfect missed opportunity. <laughs> I understand why they had to have him play that character, because Thor needed a new hammer. I get it. But... Yeah, I would have preferred to see him as Pip the Troll. He would have made a great Pip the Troll. And they screwed up because they sure as hell aren't getting Vern Troyer to play the role. Oh, rest in peace, Vern Troyer. Too soon? That's awful. Poor Mini-Me. Yeah, Mini-Me passed away. Ah, thought we'd get through an episode what? without talking about a death. <laughs> a real death, anyway. But uh, really, those are my only only knocks in the movie all Altogether, I awesome. going back to what I liked. I thought Stormbreaker and the whole forging scene mm-hmm. and group using giving part of his arm to be the handle. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. Groot finally doing something unselfish. You mean that was the first time he actually was helpful in the whole movie because he had his head buried in that fucking video game. <laughs> that was cool. So, so here. Here's a thought I well, have. Hold on, hold make. on. Let me get oh, monies. Sorry, sorry. We're getting along in the tooth here, so I don't mean to cut you off, but we got to wrap it up soon. Money, what is it you didn't like about this movie? There had to be something you had a problem with. Really just uh I was just upset that Hawkeye, Ant-Man, Valkyrie, Happy Hogan, they weren't in it. Well, Valkyrie, are we to assume she died on the ship with the other Asgardians? Because see, I thought that she was confirmed to be in it. I didn't see her unless she was laying dead on the floor. No, she wasn't. I, I thought that they had confirmed she was going to be in it and have like a decent part. I, I agree with money. I thought so too. Yeah, that I thought reading that yeah, at some point. And where, was, and where was Korg and Meek? Apparently, they're dead too. If they killed uh, I everybody, hope I hope. I know. I hope Korg is not dead. I want a Korg movie. <laughs> I mean, they explained why Hawkeye and Ant-Man weren't there, but that was just kind of stupid. They couldn't just throw Ant-Man in. No, because he's getting his own movie in a couple months, and obviously that will... I'm sure that movie will explain why he wasn't part of Infinity War. Yeah, well, that because that takes place before Infinity War. It takes place right after Civil War. Oh, okay. That was the only thing, and... The, well, the only other thing is I just... It was as good as I expected and thought it would be, but I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit better. Really? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought maybe they would kill Captain America or Iron Man. I just expected they didn't a little, kill, little bit they didn't more. Kill any, Not a lot. They didn't kill any of the big three, which I found shocking. Yeah, I, I thought they would kill the old guard instead of the new guard, you know? Well, we got another one. And the... The deaths were just like, oh, come on. Black Panther's not staying dead. Give me a break. Peter Parker's not staying dead. Well, you know. Well, you and I know that, Money, but the average moviegoer that doesn't live and breathe these movies, they don't know that. Oh, you have to be an idiot to think that Black Panther is dead. He had the number three movie of all time. Give okay. me a break. Well, then why, then why were people weeping in the theater if they know yeah, that? Yeah, no, died? I agree. I agree. You, you know, Tom and Jay, this is one thing. Actually, I was talking with... Times of my mutual friend Deb at lunch today about this. I was trying not to spoil it for her. But the, the biggest problem with the movie isn't the movie. It's the it's all of the everything that surrounds it. Like we know all the Marvel movies that are coming out. 
so we know not to take anybody's death seriously. Right, which because there's going to be a, a little bit. Yeah, because there's going to be a Spider-Man Homecoming 2, and there's going to be right. Black that, Panther 2. Yeah, that's kind of my point, is that it just takes a little, I don't know, the emotional value out of it, because you know everything exactly. that's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, we like you said, we know Black Panther and Spider-Man aren't dead. We know Bucky Barnes is coming back. We know all the we know all these characters aren't dead except for Heimdall, Loki. I th- I'm guessing Vision is probably dead. Well, I would say so. They- Let me tell you something, folks. I have a theory. You want to know my theory? I don't. I don't have any real big problems with the movie, other than there are some characters that weren't in it that should have been. Obviously, Korg. well, Korg and Valkyrie, and obviously Silver Surfer, but. I guess the rights are still tied up with the Fox deal. They couldn't have him in it. And obviously Pip the Troll would have been a good one. And Adam Warlock should have been part of this. But other than that, the movie was amazing. My theory is the reason why the big three did not die is because the big three are going to correct everything in the next movie. And then the big three are going to die. I'm they're going to sacrifice themselves. I am predicting that Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, and Thor are all going to choose to sacrifice themselves to correct everything that got fucked up in this movie. And that is how that will be the end game, so to speak, and that will be the swan song for these guys who I think Steve um Chris Evans has already said he's done playing Captain America. So you're going to have to write him out somehow. And it makes sense for Sebastian Stan, a.k.a. Bucky, to take over the mantle. Anyone can really take over as Iron Man because he's in a suit of armor. So you could, you know, replace Tony easy enough. He'll be the girl from the comics. There you go. And uh, Thor, you could just, you know, maybe Valkyrie's alive. Have Valkyrie take over as Thor. I I don't know. but I don't think you're going to see Thor die. I think you're going to see him go resettle a new Asgard. Because remember, they said he only killed half the people on the ship. Right. right. So he's going to resettle a new Asgard and kind of go off on his own to to restart that. Right. So I don't think you're going to see Thor die. You're just going to see him kind of written out of the movies. Yeah, but those those actors are definitely, I think, moving out, and then the new wave for Phase Four will move in. And I think that's what you're going to see in the next Avengers movie. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, here's an, a theory that I have that I was just going to say a minute ago. Remember when they when they figured out that Thor could speak group? Yes. Speak group? And he said, which I thought was pretty funny, he said, I took it and Bree was an elective Yeah. in school. I wonder if Groot's people are somehow related to, you know how in Norse mythology, there's the tree that connects all the realms? Yes. I wonder if that's where they come from. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're definitely them. If if they actually teach their language, then they're they must be a race of some import. Or why would you bother learning the language? You know, how exactly. great was the scene when he was like, "I am Groot," and Steve Rogers says, "I am Steve Rogers." <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Although it was a little out of place considering what was happening around them. What was funny about that scene was the way Thor introduced him. This is my friend Tree. <laughs> I loved how he called Rocket a rabbit the whole time. Thank you, sweet rabbit, when he gives him the eyeball. That was classic. It was. It was a good balance of humor. I was worried it was going to be too jokey. At first. Yeah, it was good. It was a good balance. I enjoyed it. 
What was the biggest crowd reaction in your guys' theater? Oh, when uh, Captain America showed up America out of the shadows. Really? So, yeah. No. Yeah, everyone Mine was, was when uh, Thor did that whole thing during the big battle, and he went up in the air. Everyone went batshit for that. Oh, you know what? That got a good reaction in our theater, too. You mean when he came down on the Bifrost after he got Stormbreaker? Yes. Yeah, yes, that yeah. that was that actually had a good reaction in our theater. Yeah, that I, was probably that was the biggest in my theater. Everyone was clapping and going crazy. I for think that. I think Captain America showing up was got a little stronger of reaction. What do you say? Yeah, Chris? That, yeah. When you just saw the shadow and you knew exactly who it was, there was a moment of everybody caught their breath, and as soon as he walked into the light, uh, the place just went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, that got a good reaction of mine, but the Thor got just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That was cool. It was oh, good. It was awesome. It was all good. Very well done. So, yeah. You know, all these, uh, all these people who are like, people don't like going to the movies anymore. They like watching it at home. Go see a movie like this on opening oh night my with, God. A, with a sold-out crowd. Dude, you, this is a movie you have to see on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, you can't replicate that, you know, however many people in the theater cheering and laughing together. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Money, where did you go see it? Uh, West Springfield to Cinemark. Okay, so, so did we. Did you see it in one of the new fancy theaters? Yeah, I saw it in 3D XD. Is that not the best way to watch a movie? It's awesome. Big comfy chairs with nobody blocking you. And, and they you reclined. Never have to let people get by you. I was pretty nope. psyched they reclined. I was happy about that. Oh, yeah. They've really upgraded and made everything going to the movies like 100% better than like a couple of years ago with the old seats. Cool. And, and they had to do that, though, because people were like, ah, I'll just wait for the Blu-ray in two months and watch it on my you know, 75-inch TV. Right. And now, guess what? I got this giant XD screen, curved, giant leather seat. It's awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and the only thing they need is they need to start having alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> well, just sneak it in. Well, I do. <laughs> but the still, views rather... of J Money do not reflect the views of everyone here. We not talked another about nerdy podcast. Remember, we talked about this before. Remember, I said I like the end seat because I can throw everything in that little area between yeah. the seat and the barricade. You savage! <laughs> but yeah, the uh, those those chairs. I mean, that was a two hour and forty minute movie, and I could still feel my ass at the end of it. Yep. Yeah, it was good. It didn't feel like Plus, two hours and well, forty half an minutes. hour previews beforehand. Yeah, no, it went by pretty quick. It was good. It was well paced, like you said. It was good, pa- good pacing. Didn't none of it really drew, was drawn out. It was good. No, not at all. I was never bored once during no. the movie at all. No, they kept it, kept it moving, kept it going. Yep. Well, they had so many characters. How yeah. could you not? Yeah. If you if you find a lull when you're dealing with all those characters, you got <laughs> you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So, all right, boys. Well, why don't we wrap it up with some recommendations? Uh, my recommendation is simple. Go see Infinity War if you haven't already. I plan on going again with the wife on Sunday. We're going to go see it again. I want to see it a couple more times because I'm sure there's plenty of stuff I missed. So how about you, Chris Todd? What do you want to recommend to Not Nation? I think I'm just going to agree with you. I'm going to say go see Infinity War. See it multiple times. I yeah. think next time I see it will be in 3D. This movie is definitely going to It's going to break a lot of records. I'm predicting now it's going to it'll probably be black panther remember i had i had said that uh i don't think it's gonna i'm still sticking by it really i still think that black panther is gonna in the end make a little bit more well i think what what will hurt this movie is how long it is because you can't have as many showings in one day you know what i mean 
because That's it true. is such a long movie. So that could ultimately affect the box office. But I'm sure they don't care because they know it's going to yeah. make a fuck ton of money anyway. It's going to be interesting to see, though, where it uh, falls in the end. Agreed. Uh, what do you want to recommend to everybody, Money? I recommend the DC animated universe uh, Blu-ray movie Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Oh, yeah? Have you seen this, Chris? No. What is it? Uh, do you Are you a fan of the DC animated universe at all? Uh, if it's there, I'll watch it. Because those movies are all awesome. And this is the Suicide Squad that should have been the live-action movie. It's rated R. It's super violent. Harley Quinn is awesome. I really want to know why they can get the animated movies right and they can't get their regular movies right. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm sitting there with S-Dog watching this, and, like, three or four times during the movie, we turn to each other. We're like, can't they just film this scene for scene? Yeah, I mean, just... Take that script and make it a live-action movie. Yeah, this movie was freaking awesome. Trust me, Chris. Go just give it to $2 at Redbox or it's on demand. Okay. And it's and come back to me later. It's only an hour and a half, but it's awesome. And it's, it's basically the Suicide Squad uh, movie team with a few extras. Killer Frost is in it, Tom. She's on the team. Nice. And it's it's just, just that's what my giant recommendation for this week. Check it out. You guys will love it. I guarantee it. Cool. Can I actually make a non-Infinity War recommendation that you, I forgot about? You may. Lost in Space on Netflix. Yeah. I'm about halfway through. It is really good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it drags in parts, but overall, I enjoy, I'm enjoying it. I agree. I'm on, like, the fifth episode. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm in the same place. Yeah, It's an interesting take on the old series. Agreed. And I do like the new version of Robbie the Robot. I'm a fan. Yeah. Boy, he's useful. Everyone should have one of him, huh? <laughs> I I'd take him as long as I I'm I'm still not convinced he's totally on the good side. But... Well, he's on Will's side at least. <laughs> yeah. Danger Will Robinson. Well, that's the only thing he can say. That's right. That's right. Well, oh, I'll, you know what? I'll give a non-Infinity War recommendation, too. If people aren't watching Fear the Walking Dead, start watching that. Because Morgan from the Walking Dead TV show crossed over. And I thought the crossover was going to be stupid and cheesy. And I, it was actually well done. And I have enjoyed it. And I'm happy they didn't kill off Negan. And now they can do some of those storylines from the comic books with Negan, which I think are interesting and worth doing. So that's good, and yeah, Morgan went over to Fear, and so now that's pretty cool. It's interesting. Well, Check it out. Fear's been better than the last few episodes of Walking Dead were. I agree. They, they might have they might have flip flopped. I think Fear might actually be getting better than Walking Dead. Yeah, I tried explaining that to Joey because Joey didn't like Fear. He gave up on it. Uh, Joey from So Wizard, and I told him, I said, "No, Fear has gotten good. You got to try it again." Uh, last season was great. So, and they finally time jumped and now they are current. They're on the same current timeline as the regular Walking Dead show. So now they can truly cross over whenever they want, which is interesting. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. been good. So check out Fear the Walking Dead on AMC. And that's it. That's all I got. So on behalf of my magical and my mental co-hosts, the official attorney of Not Nation, Mr. Christopher Todd. Still got that nerd boner. Oh, God. <laughs> and the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money. My God, I feel like I haven't been on a podcast forever. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. It's good to be back, though, boys. Thanks. It sure is. 
My name is Tom Van Zant. This has been Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 60. Hopefully we'll record again next week, and until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.